0: Uh so yeah I was like walking down the street at night and I was like a freshman in college and like uh one of the one of the kids one of the guys like threw a wadded up ball of spam like at me cuz <laughs> they were trying What? <laughs> yeah, it was a real what? thing that happened to me. Um, How did
1: you know it was spam? Cuz I it's <laughs> so random.
0: Cause I, um, I was like, I tasted it. And I was like, oh, it's spout. you,
1: you so, Okay. So someone throws something at you. You, you're
0: first Wait, you, are first instinct is to taste it. it? Well, like, what are you, I think it, okay. okay oh, so someone like, has just th-
2: thrown this weird substance at me. You know what I should do to identify it? put it, it in it? my mouth. <laughs> I, I
0: think I like, uh, that didn't happen. Like I, I didn't put it in my mouth. I, I think it literally just like. I think part of it was the fact that it was like wadded up into a ball Uh and it was a pink mass wadded up into a ball and when it hit me on impact, a little bit got in my mouth and I probably tasted that it was Spam. Um, That's so
1: nasty. What are the odd yeah. part of it getting into your mouth, though? That's the part I can't get past in those stories. But
0: it's yeah. like, it's like, it's not. You it's know when you're like, playing uh, baseball
1: and a little bit of the ball just gets in your
0: mouth? Classic. <laughs> oh, my I, I was God. Responsible. You was weird. Should we are like, yeah, let's oh no. start.
3: Oh, i right. <laughs> are going to
1: throw up?
0: Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? but well, I just remember that. Sitting in the closet So I called you up Just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that I've been meaning to listen to that Why don't you come over and talk about it Why don't you come over and
1: talk about it
0: Welcome to I've been mean to watch that, the podcast where we go through movies we've been mean to watch and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. And uh, today, Olivia's still here. Hey, Olivia. Hey, I haven't gone anywhere. I haven't. <laughs> yeah. I'm still here.
1: Please, yeah. someone help me. Andrew's holding me captive. Please help. <laughs> this <laughs> is a cry <laughs> for
0: help. <laughs> what fun banter we have! Um, so let's just uh, quickly <laughs> uh, let's introduce our guests. Um, Olivia, you see, you you know these two a little better than I do. Why don't you give them an introduction?
1: Um, yeah, just a little bit. I yeah, sure. I only went to high school with these two losers. I mean, people and Thanks. um, they happen to host and amazing podcast about movies. So I thought, you know, why not have them on a podcast that is also about movies? So I would like to introduce my pals and the hosts of the podcast Academy Arguments, Brittany McHugh and Andrew Nuno. Hello. Hello,
2: Hello, listeners. Wait, so So, guys, I I need to make clear about something. So we weren't supposed to just listen to the soundtrack of this movie. We were supposed to watch the movie. (laughs) You were supposed to religiously
1: listen to the album front to back 10 times, watch the movie over and over and over until you can recite every line from it. And also watch all of the outtakes and deleted scenes. Oh, great. Well, I did do that.
2: So I just needed to be clear because I thought I was just talking. I thought this was a music podcast. So like, what's happening? What world did we go into?
0: Yeah, music got canceled in the weeks leading up to this previous episode and this episode. (laughs) Hashtag music is over party.
3: It's on hold because of coronavirus.
1: So do you guys want to talk a little bit about who you are and your podcast before we get started?
2: Yeah. Sure. Andrew, you want to talk about it? Yeah, I? sure.
0: It's a good podcast. Uh, I like it a lot. Okay, this uh, is going to
1: be a little bit uh, confusing. Uh, this <laughs> is what I said Andrews. on our episode, it's a funny Olivia.
0: Joke. It's we're so funny every time. Wait, wait. How do <laughs> <are we gonna> you <laughs> distinguish which Andrew is who? Like, okay. So here, here. I'll we're, let's we're, clear we're the both, air. I'm Andrew. <laughs> oh, wolf.
3: I'm, I'm Andrew. B- I'm Andrew.
0: <laughs> there we go. It's easy. <laughs> oh man <laughs> okay okay all right i don't know i'm the <laughs> which was <one, laughs> the real andrew i don't know which one to shoot britney <laughs> uh
3: to, to help ease the andrew confusion perhaps you should explain what the podcast is
2: great so we have a podcast called the academy hey, arguments I think, uh, what's happening uh, andrew now?
0: andrew we're not we don't need you to talk we need we need Brittany to talk
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I'll I'll switch over to Brittany. Okay. Yeah. Thank okay, you. Okay. Thank you, Andrew. For God's sakes. Like, thank you. Seriously. Very rude. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. So this is the real Brittany. Um. And yes, we have a podcast called The Academy Arguments. It's available wherever you can find podcasts: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, probably a few other locations that I am forgetting right now. And it is called. I already said what it's called. It is where we watch Oscar-winning movies and we talk about them and i tell you why they're awful and andrew tells you why they're great and we bring a guest on and it's super fun and yeah we just have a good time
1: radical i've been on it
3: i've been on it it. the other andrew's been on it yeah but we talk about it all whether it's la la land annie hall into the spider verse
1: if it's won an oscar we'll talk about it
3: so y'all know why
1: you are here on this podcast and I've been meaning to watch that Mm -hmm. is because we are going to be talking about a movie today and it happens to be one of my favorite movies that I hold very near and dear (laughs) to my heart.
0: (laughs) Why are you laughing? That's not supposed to be funny. I'm charmed and endeared. Endeared. Endeared.
1: Endeared. I hope you find it endearing that I love the movie, the cat in the hat from 2003. And that's the movie we're going to be talking about today.
0: No, How many times today. have you watched this movie? Over the course of my life or over the past year? Sure. Over the course of your life, if you could imagine. There's a, like The answer is in the thousands for both. Yes. Wow. I don't know,
1: honestly. I've seen it so many times growing up. For some reason, like my siblings and I loved it when we were kids. And it became like a family meme. Like yeah. <laughs> we all can quote like the Wait. entire movie. On, I remember
2: j- watching this a lot as a kid too. Like I, mm-hmm. I I remember me and my cousins absolutely loved this movie as a kid. And I don't know how many times I watch it, definitely not in the thousands, but I watched it I watched <laughs> Wait, it a oh, couple of times when oh, I was a
3: kid. Olivia, for my own reference, have you seen this movie more than Monsters Inc.? Oh. <sighs> Ooh. I need to know the Probably. answer. To
2: the question. Oh snap. this was her kid oh, was- movie, though. That makes sense. True but Monsters Inc. <laughs>
3: Is it to it be fair, Inc.?
1: Monsters, Inc. is my favorite movie of all time. And to be fair, Monsters, Inc. is a phenomenal movie. But every time I watch it, I cry. And you all need that I,
0: energy all Sometimes
1: the time. I'm just not emotionally there for that. You know, whereas a Cat in the hat, 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 hat is one movie that makes me smile every time I watch it. Well, monster Inc does too. I'm but- sorry,
2: when you witness the horrible abuse of that woman who was a basically considered an inanimate object, you did not burst into tears. Poor Mrs. <laughs> <Ms>. Kwan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey. I, I, I cried during the Mrs. Kwan scenes because I was like so uh, elated to see Asian, like, Good Asian American representation on on screen. I was like, finally, that's me. Finally, babysitters like, who watch Taiwanese Parliament
1: on. TV. Oh
2: Like they're watching pro wrestling.
0: <laughs> just like
2: <laughs> no like, more big s- government. All <laughs> oh, oh, this
0: movie's like, dumb, guys.
1: Yo, oh. I don't need your your harsh words yet. Before, so uh, why don't we then go into our preconceived notions I guess I mean most of y'all kind of grew up
3: with this movie I I watched it once in theaters and that was basically it until I had to rewatch it for this so So you've only
1: seen it twice yes Andy sorry Andrew (laughs) (laughs)
0: what what were your what were your memories of this movie like kind of at like your previous memories before watching it this time like what were your thoughts on the movie Before kind of revisiting Um, it today,
3: I I just remember when I was watching it, I just kept like I saw Cat in the Hat. I just kept hearing Shrek. Like what? I I, I was yeah. I'm just so used to Mike Myers, especially during the the uh Cupcakeinator scene when he was the British guy. Like sounds like Shrek from from (laughs) Ireland. Cupcake. What?
2: Who did Mike Myers play in Shrek?
3: He
1: played Shrek.
2: You played Shrek and really? Yes. Oh,
3: wait, yeah. is, this, is this a serious question you're asking yeah.
2: right now? <laughs> hey, honey, honey, oh who god. did you think voiced Shrek? I don't know. Someone got Myers. it. Mike Myers? Oh my god!
3: Wait, 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 wait. You until this moment on April 14th, We got that on Mike. We got it. Didn't know it? that Mike Myers voiced Shrek? I didn't know who voiced Shrek.
2: <laughs> Shrek came out. In I watched one! I you watched it as a child. I watched it as a child. Why would I go online and look up? Oh, who voices this? How old was I when Shrek came out? I was a child. I didn't do look up actors. Everybody knows
1: this. It's common knowledge. It was well, on the ACT. It's Not
3: <laughs> wait. Oh, damn. Oh, but yeah. Like so. I, all I heard was Shrek. Like the whole movie. I was really? like, I, I see Cat in the Hat. But, but I think kind Kevin of had his like a Brooklyn accent.
1: Yeah, <laughs> i just K- I don't know. Hat, I,
2: I, I can't think talk.
1: This should be enough for you people. <laughs> I thought it was
3: Boston. And then you had Jack McFarlane from Will and Grace who was just showing up. And yep. then, um, uh, I mean, Alec Baldwin is Alec Baldwin. And then, oh my god, I, I forgot this. Alec Baldwin was in this
2: movie.
3: Yeah, I like I'm still reflecting on that. That like he <laughs> a, agreed. Willingly yeah. take part in this film.
0: Hey, uh, okay, we'll we'll talk about that performance l- soon. Yeah, um, there's a lot of people involved in this film that I like. Do not know how they got roped into it. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> cinematographer. <laughs> anyway, so. as, for, as for me, like um, I, uh, I watched this as a kid. I think like twice. Um, this is one of those movies that were like the. I was like a babysitter when I was like 10 or something like that. I like babysat like, you know, five-year-olds, which you know, there's that old John Mulaney bit. like it's just like, it's uh-huh. like a, getting like over a- watching your dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, our number's on the bridge. Wrong. And here's...
2: <laughs> wait, were you a babysitter? Wait, wait, were you a babysitter or were you a mother's helper? Because mother's helpers uh, are like I was there, like left.
0: So, okay. But so the
2: mom's still there.
0: I was like left alone. In a in a big house with five as a year olds ten year old. Where were
2: they, where did the parents go? Did they go across the street? Probably, or did they go like probably out? on
0: date night or something? Just like
3: as a ten something. year old. And they left. I do ten year old in charge of a five year old, fourteen. So, 30, so they're so like, okay. we're
1: going out on date night. Here's a ten year old in the cat and hat. Go nuts.
0: <laughs> so it was like one of those games that that's was like... that's a weird date night. That like. <laughs> they they did go off to see cat and the hat together like i don't blame wow. them
1: um
0: it's a real it's a this is a horny movie this is a very it is. Horny movie. i think i agree with that yeah yeah so like um so like this was like a babysitter movie that you know like cars the incredibles uh around like 2004 or whatever like and two and like cat and the hat was one of them and we watched this and um the things I remember before watching this movie was the cat chopping off his tail. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Great bit. Uh, I remember, um, Alec Baldwin sneezing into his hands and like the purple goo, like, so, so like, I remember that. And then I remember like, I remember the DVD menu of like, d- do uh, you, do you remember the DVD menu of the cat and the hat? I um, kind of do. So like it was, uh, it was Conrad, the little, the little boy character um for like the bonus features he would like talk while you're like trying to choose the options for like the bonus features it's just like what are you doing uh we got uh we got uh you know bloopers over here we got this over here i don't know watch them if you want or you could choose this one just like him like talking through that and that would like loop over and over and over and um yeah, I, that's all. That's all I remember. So you didn't
1: actually
3: like,
0: watch the movie. You just
1: you went you got to the DVD menu screen and then got confused and <laughs> then got let the, it run did, for I like did, two I hours. I didn't know
0: how to turn it on. He assumed um, that
1: was the entire movie. <laughs> Eleven-year-olds can do that,
0: but ten-year-olds it's a little beyond. Yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> really all I later. got of this movie. Um, yeah, like I guess like the question I would pose to all of you guys is like, what what were you expecting this time around? Um, as an adult, like as a grown-up, as it were.
2: Like I watched this movie. I remember when I was a kid, I watched this movie with my cousin, and he and I really liked it. I, I remember there were like certain lines he thought were really funny, and he would just repeat them all the time whenever we were hanging out. One of them was like uh, there's a tiny voice in my head saying, this is a bad idea, but I can barely hear that voice. There's a louder voice saying, let the t- 12-year-old drive. And he thought that was <laughs> really funny. Another one he thought was really funny and I also thought was funny, I didn't understand why it was funny, was the line, dirty ho, I'm sorry, oh, baby, I love you. <laughs>
1: to like my an actual garden
2: thing. hoe, And I found out what um, double entendre meant because I said that line because I was thinking about it just in the car one day while with my dad and he yelled oh. at me because <laughs> oh. it was out of context.
3: <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like, I'm
2: just saying the line and he's like, oh my God. <laughs> but uh. I, I not those are like, I recall there were like a couple of laughs but I didn't have very high expectations for this going into it. I was kind of like, Okay, this is a children's movie. It, not a well regarded children's movie either. This is probably gonna be like a couple of laughs. It was somehow worse than I remembered
0: it. Whoa. Damn.
2: Like the I, I, lines just I just thought Mike Myers was phoning it in hard.
0: And hard he disagree. Did hard not disagree. think
2: anything he was saying was funny.
0: I I I <laughs> yeah. think his, this Damn. this performance is his magnum opus. I think it's a master stroke. I think he's so committed to this character. And like um, when I when I like was going into this time, I was kind of expecting it to be like a. I was kind of expecting it to be a disaster, but like an enjoyable. I I'd like Olivia told me she liked this movie. I thought it was like this weird ironic detachment type of thing. I just like this like. This is like, this is so nuts that this got made. This is so nuts that this got marketed to children. I love it. You know, I was kind of expecting like a fiasco, but like, actually, I think this movie is like kind of excellent. I think this, I think the jokes are really funny. Uh, I think just what? the set design. Uh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll like, get into it yeah i we'll, just will we'll defeat you Brittany.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, look I, and i'm not even on my podcast i don't have to be negative here i could just be fine and <laughs> anything but like honest <laughs> to god and i'm not saying it was like the worst of all worst movies i've definitely like sat through worst movies <coughs> oh gravity um it's just i don't, don't know stick. it's just there was a lot that i was andrew's doing.
1: face on the <laughs> zoom call right now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll talk We'll talk later in our podcast Brittany, no, we well, well, yes. <laughs> we'll, oh
0: we'll talk Like while we're talking to each other Hey, <laughs> like, hey,
3: Brittany, here's the
2: thing I don't want to have this conversation We are guests on this podcast right now Okay, we will talk when we get onto our podcast For God's sake, Brittany
0: so, so I was like kind of expecting like a very cynical Like, like I'm gonna look back on this movie And go like, oh I was shown like, oh, like this is like, just like white noise to like get your kids to shut up. Like, you know, <laughs> just like a cynical, like like Trolls or like some other movie, just like some mm-hmm. DreamWorks garbage that they just like funnel in your butt as a kid. Of um, just like very cynical, hey, very just like what
2: DreamWorks puts out some good movies, <laughs> like How Sometimes. to Train Your Dragon. When was the last legitimately good movie one of Dreamworks my favorite series? Maybe
0: is How to Train Your Dragon.
1: Great. How to Train Your Dragon Two, which is the last good How to Train Your Dragon movie, came out. No, in 2015. the third one was good too. It was okay. The was What fine. are you talking about? Fine. I love them. It was fine. It was fine. What the fine? Fine out of ten. So like, I mean, so like what Andrew's saying is like. You know, you think it's going to be like this cynical, like ironic kind of love for this movie. But like, I, for some reason, have always loved this movie, like growing up and like me and my siblings, like I said, we love it very much. And I unironically think this movie is hilarious. Like there are so many lines in it that I just think are so genuinely funny. Like, I know that it's a disaster and it's supposed to be kind of fun and over the top. And that's just, that's just how it is. Like, it's not supposed to be taken super seriously because I mean, you know, given the source material, it's the cat in the hat. Like you can't really,
3: you know what I mean? Like they're
1: extrapolating it into a 90 minute movie and they end up making it just, it's so genuinely funny. And maybe part of it is like a nostalgia thing because- it reminds me of like me and having a good time my with with my and my three siblings and having good times with them but sometimes I I I see quotes from this movie like seeping into my like everyday language and
3: stuff (laughs) (laughs) well yeah and I I think you bring up a really good point uh Olivia because I think like for me like that that was kind of like the the shift in my attitude that I came into watching this movie with because it's like Okay, like this isn't Lord of the Rings. Like this is like this is Cat in the Hat. You like this seen is Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but like yeah, I would go into I mean, you're Lord not of the wrong. Rings it's not Lord of the Rings with different expectations, and I would walk. Like in there's the much way. more source material to choose. To yeah, right. I, right. I, I was just from like an expectation <clears> standpoint. It's like I've seen it before. I know what I'm in for. But it's like if you just like let go of that and just like enjoy it for what it is. Like it's a good time. Like yeah. It, It really is. Like, absolutely. You know, this this film, like, granted, um, Dr. Seuss's wife thought otherwise. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) God. (laughs)
1: But,
3: like, I mean, all things considered, it's like it's a pretty good time, even though this is the film that officially ended all live action adaptations of Dr. Seuss books. So. Yeah, that's like my favorite
1: random quirky story is that, like, this movie, I. Like, given that, the fact that, okay, so I guess what happened is after this movie came out, Dr. Seuss's widow saw the movie and pretty much banned anyone from ever making a live action (laughs) movie based on her husband's work. So that's why (laughs) she hated this movie so much. See, like that, and then the fact that it was nominated for 10 Razzies, I look at this movie and I'm like, I love it personally, and so I have that personal bias because of that but I genuinely don't think it was that bad. Here's the thing. I think I have more
2: nostalgia for the book because that was like one of the first books I learned how to read when I was learning how to read. I mean, it's The Cat in the Hat. It's it's a very simple children's book. And, but it, I, I genuinely enjoyed the story and I genuinely enjoy a lot of Dr. Seuss's stories. And this mm-hmm. movie, I get that it's not meant to be taken seriously. I get that everything is over the top. And there are a ton of adult jokes inserted into a children's movies that are just kind of one off there. And I think like from a writing standpoint, there were a lot of points where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's actually very clever and funny. But there was something in the delivery or like the way it was presented where I'm like, why am I not laughing here? I should be laughing. I just Mm -hmm. what's going on?
1: I just think there's something about Mike Myers delivery for some reason, because it's so kind of stale and weird and kind of half-assed but also with a brooklyn accent like he like he kind of it seems like he's like this cat who's kind of like completely washed up he's like oh i'm gonna show up and do this anyway that's kind of the vibe i get I like, for like, some reason
0: find it so funny he, he like he's like barely he's like a child performer like a performer for children who's like barely like holding like barely Mm -hmm. constantly breaking the illusion the illusion of just like oh god these fucking kids you know um just like oh god just like go like oh yeah you know whatever he whatever he does oh that was Um,
1: a really good oh yeah that was
0: just like you know um
2: this is so weird i thought the children were kind of more committed Like, Dakota Fanning is a very good actor in this. Wait, she's a good. Hold hold on. She's also,
3: like, 10. Brittany, hold on. I'm just curious. Besides Mike Myers, is there an other actor that you would have liked to have seen on the role of the Cat in the Hat?
2: I never in my life ever thought about that. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Like, here's the thing. My biggest, I'm comparing this to The Grinch right now, which I think Mm. is a superior Dr. Seuss movie. The Grinch, Doctor Seuss. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm like, I went crazy for a second. Mike like, Myers my is family, correct? yeah. My family watched...
3: <laughs> oh, Brittany, I'm not gonna let you live that down. Why? I don't.
2: It doesn't affect me as much as I think you wanted to. <laughs> it, it
3: it affects me.
2: Um, it should. No, no, no but like, I, like my family loves that movie. We watch that movie every year around Christmas. Like, that is a. I think uh, Jim Carrey does a really, really good job as the Grinch, but. The reason I think, I don't I don't think there could have been an actor that did it better. I just wish Mike Myers had just committed to it more. It seemed, like I said, it seemed like he was kind of phoning it in. He's like, I know what I need to do to be funny, but that's all I'm going to do.
1: Do you guys want to talk about, okay, so I really want to talk about the Razzies that it was nominated for and yeah. whether or not it deserved those nominations, because I mean, not that I think that this movie is necessarily Oscar worthy, but I don't think it was a Razzie worthy. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to list them all off. Um, It was nominated for 10 and it won one. It was nominated for worst actor, also worst actor of the decade, which is- Wow. uh, Ouch. For Mike Myers? For Mike Myers. Worst worst supporting actor for Alec Baldwin, worst supporting actress for Kelly Preston, Worst picture, yes. Okay. She, yeah. Wor- worst director, worst screenplay, worst. This one's interesting. Worst screen couple, which is Mike Myers and either Thing One or Thing Two. <laughs> <laughs> which is an interesting throuple situation. I'm not yeah,
2: really sure. Yeah, I love that. Like, there definitely a porn of that.
3: Do not say that, Brittany. <laughs> you think?
1: <laughs> you think? Definitely.
3: Think about it. Oh, God.
1: There it's like, why couldn't you? Know, you could just said, like, Mike Myers and Think One, but then that'd be leaving out Think Two. And oh, that's, we like, that's made not the even mother a Mother of all. No, masses. I'm sorry. Mike <laughs> Mike Myers and Stop. Chocolate Thunder.
3: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Super <laughs> Think Thinking.
2: And
3: Dynamite. Or or ben. or ben.
1: Or Ben. Of course. Also nominated for worst, in quotes, comedy of our first 25 years. Ugh. Debatable. This movie is definitely <clears throat> a comedy. And. This is the one that it won. Worst excuse for an actual movie.
0: <laughs>
1: no concept, no content.
0: Oh, yeah. wow. Which, Here's, big ouch. Um, so, yeah, let's go through uh, the Razzie categories, like Olivia. The worst actor of the decade, worst actor.
1: Do you guys really think his performance was that bad? Be honest, because it's like, given no. that cat in the hat role, what what could you have done? You know what I mean? Because like I, I think he does Connet? it in a very... What do you mean by comments? <laughs> he comments so hard.
2: No, okay, guys. Here's the thing. What could, like, practically, what could he have done from an actor's point of view? And I'm not saying that I am the authority of all acting or I knew what was going through Mike Myers' head while he was doing this performance. I don't. He gave a performance that should be admired, no matter what. Putting yourself out there as an actor is hard, and I respect what he did. But <laughs> I'm
0: sure he appreciates the, all this. <laughs>
2: but. <laughs> Um, there is something in comedy when you watch it, where you can tell someone believes what they're doing. Even if that, what they're doing is camp, camp is fine. If you lean into the camp and you're like, I know this is stupid, so I'm just gonna fully commit to the stupid. When you fully commit, there's a believability to it, not necessarily for the audience, but in yourself, where you're like, this may be dumb, but this is what my character believes. And then there's kind of phoning it in, which a lot of good actors can get away with because they're like, I know what's funny. I know what will be funny. I'm going to do it this way and it will get a laugh. Maybe I don't 100% believe what I'm doing. Maybe I think this is stupid and maybe that's going to affect my performance, but it's not going to matter because people are going to laugh anyway. That's what I think he was doing.
1: I feel like kind of the opposite. Like I feel like if he had this commitment, Commitment that you're talking about, it probably would have been more like childishly funny. Like it would have been funny if you're like five. But I feel like watching it now. Well, this movie was like,
2: made for five year olds.
1: <laughs> but like, I don't know. Well, Give it all was. the adult, all the adult humor and stuff too. I think yeah, there's a lot of humor
0: for everybody. Movies.
1: They do that, in and
2: kids I feel movies. like honestly, but, but I, I would have liked it like less. Ramped
0: up to a ten. It's like the adult humor in this movie is like ramped up to a ten. Like it's like barely scurrying. I think. Um, the way the, I want to, I have so many things I want to say, um, but like the thing about um, what Brittany was talking about adaptations of movies of like how a uh, books of how this isn't quite a good adaptation of Canada hat because the Canada hat in the book is kind of this mischievous, mischievous, like, you know, silly, you know, wholesome weirdo. But like in this movie, he's like a disgruntled child performer who's like, like, uh, oh, God, hey! you know, just like kind of like not like he kind of has to ramp him up himself up to like be this wacky. Um, but I think that I don't read it as Mike Myers not committing to the character. I, com- I I don't read it as like Mike Myers is like, oh, God, I have to be this cat character. I read it as Mike Myers as the cat character going oh god I have to entertain these kids oh god I have to be ramped up you to 10
2: that might be what I what not exactly what I'm saying but that might be what it is i think mike myers hated playing this part and i think it showed a lot
1: wasn't he he wasn't even supposed to be the actor originally
0: so yeah, was like, i do think, think tim was allen um huh. and like t- tim allen dropped out of the movie like tim allen like had a film santa claus 2 and dropped out of the movie and i, I like do, that movie. I, I do imagine like this this must have been like an unpleasant experience for mike myers because running around being at a tent in that furry suit he's not and like your tail your tail is like an animatronic your ears are animatronics like at one point i think there was like um a bit of trivia where they're like um they had to hook his suit up to like an air cooling system so that he could like in between takes so that he could like cool okay. down. Um, but also, like the other thing is like Mike Myers is notoriously like a control freak. Mike Myers is notoriously like difficult to work with. He's like very, um, he can be very uh, prickly and very like emotionally needy and insecure. And just like, um, just like Amy Hill, the person who played Miss Kwan, says she hated do she. Mike yeah, Myers, I bet like, she like, hated like, this. Mike Myers like shut everyone out, and like he like didn't want to talk to anyone. He was like a weird hermit guy, and uh, so I think part of it is like, it really the mileage like how much you like Mike Myers. Your mileage will be, vary with that.
1: What about Alec Baldwin?
0: Opinion? <laughs> Why was he in this movie?
1: <laughs> D- I don't know. Very weird choice.
0: I think he's brilliant. I think he's perfect. No, oh, I think he's great. I, I don't think he's, think he's so that bad. good. Like, what do you like? What are your thoughts <laughs> on Alec Baldwin, Olivia?
1: Me? Oh, I think he's so funny, and I think like he fits this character very well because he's supposed to be kind of just like this. Like he acts so uptight, but like in mm-hmm. reality, he's a loser. And I think it's so funny. Like the way the he delivers some of the lines where he's like talking about like military school and shit. Like I I die. Like I think he's so funny. Yo, he the straight
2: bit. up has a line saying they don't beat them that often.
0: <laughs> That's like my favorite type yeah. of joke. Like, what the my- hell? That's Sorry, my favorite type of joke in, like... Yeah, it's fine. That's okay. my favorite type of joke where they, like, kind of cut to someone and they're, like, just finishing a conversation. And, like, it's, like, they'll beat them that often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. And, like, I love just, like... If you can't, like... Um, there's a story about Anthony Hopkins being cast in Thor. And uh, he... Kenneth Branagh gave him the script. And then Anthony Hopkins read it and wrote N N A which means no acting required so he could just show up to the role and just like have presence and be like I'm Anthony Hopkins and then like get paid a lot of money and just have fun Um,
2: that's really true (laughs) but
0: like with this role with this role Alec Baldwin is so dialed into this movie he's so dialed into the tone he's so dialed into um, just the uh
3: yeah. And, and and you know what Alec Baldwin has a knack for being able to just really just like lock in to even to like the most ridiculous of concepts. Because I remember the very first film I ever saw Alec Baldwin in was Thomas and the Magic Railroad when I was a kid. <laughs> that was my the first film I saw Alec Baldwin in. He was Mr. Conductor, and even though now I look back and it's like okay, like this this must have been a time. Trying to like act this seriously, but like I remember watching the film, like he he sold it, like he sold it to me. He made yeah, me he's committing the world of of the film. And so I remember when I was watching him in this, I was like, I'm not surprised. He sold you know trains with live fucking faces to me. He could sell this movie to me too.
0: We don't have to go through all of these categories. Like, uh, what are some categories you feel like are worth talking about? Like, I what do you think- want to get into?
2: Was the screenplay one of them? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Screenplay. I don't think
2: one. it was a very good screenplay. I thought it was like kind of choppy and I don't understand the lesson the kids learned in retrospect. You did um, have fun. Did, was that the lesson, though? Yeah. He sings like, the whole song about having fun. It feels like, oh my God. The songs didn't make any sense either. Like it was okay. But I didn't. I didn't think the screenplay was particularly strong. There were a couple of moments where I'm like, "That's a good joke," but what's connecting them is kind of messy.
0: Um, my take is "Cat in the Hat" is a, an eight-page book about literally just like cat shows up, he makes a mess, then he cleans it up, and it's over. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. Um, there's there's nothing there. So there's not. It's not. A, that's not a movie. That's no. not like something you could. I think. The, the screenplay what the screenplay does well is it's a comedy movie before it's a kid's movie like you know it's a it's more these guys are like sitcom alums like alec Berg and david mandel and jeff schaefer they're seinfeld guys they're um Kirby enthusiasm guys they worked on silicon valley it's more about just like joke like it's it's more this this show, this movie is kind of more like 30 Rock or like something like along those lines where the joke what? comes. or 30 Rock or Airplane or anything like that where the joke comes before meaningful story bits like sentimentality anything along those lines
3: I think Britney's the fact to, that
2: you are comparing I, think, <laughs> I understand what you're saying in principle I do that the joke oh, no. comes before the story I get it I know that's what 30 Rock does I 100% understand that sentiment but the fact that you're comparing this movie with 30 Rock is making jokes. me so it's angry It's got that jokes. doesn't that doesn't Good that jokes. doesn't mean it's on the same level <laughs> Yes, it does. No, it
1: doesn't.
0: <laughs> this is the height of debate right now. Oh, yes, it does. Okay. Oh boy, um,
1: Brittany, I'm pretty sure he's just talking about like stylistically, conceptually. Not I
2: understand like, that. I do, but like Thirty yeah. Rock is just so much higher quality than this. Before. That's not what
0: we're just comparing. like. But like the, the 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 joke density and like you're you're literally agreeing with me. You just don't like. It. That I compared these two.
2: It it does. That's exactly what's happening right now.
0: Yeah. So like these are sitcom writers. They kind of understand how to set up a joke. And and that makes sense. I like the, uh, a joke I really love is the joke where it's just like, and yeah. And again, the screenplay doesn't phone in jokes, just like, you know, jokes that could go into any movie are just like, oh, bet that hurts or whatever like that. Well, it kind of like, does.
2: Like it, it has a does. promotional joke with Universal. It has- but That's a
0: good joke.
2: It's it so funny. It has that's the so like funny. turning to the camera bit joke. It has like these jokes he's like Deadpool. could be inserted. Like,
0: he's like a, he's like PG Deadpool. Just like, you know, just like- PG Deadpool. Forth. That's I love a good that. comparison, honestly. I love just, that. Just this weird, just, like, this benevolence, like, <laughs> invincible, like, being that just, like, wanders. Like um, This
2: is what's baffling me. Everything you're saying, I agree with. And it's stuff that I actually really genuinely like when it's used in other formats. Like, in sitcoms, this stuff really works for me. So by uh, that concept, I should like this movie. Yeah,
0: because, like, humor is very sub- subjective. It's, like, very sometimes, like, just something I thought I would like, just doesn't hit the way it should. And you know, that just ha- that happens. And that's not like uh, indicative of your character or like your sensibilities or whatever. It's just like, sometimes you don't like movies, but like, um, I don't know. Um, I just think the screen, I, I think the screen, I just think all the jokes presented in this movie are like really funny.
1: I mean, like, honestly, I think it does what it like sets out to do is just to be funny and like lots of fun. And I don't think, I don't know. Like I, I genuinely, every time I watch it, it's just such a good time, and it makes me smile. And I remember so many lines, maybe because I've seen it so many times, but or also maybe because it's a good screenplay. I don't know.
0: <laughs> okay, here's here's my case for the movie. Okay. Um, like bar none, I think the 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 thing this movie does really well, and the thing that like sets it above a lot of boilerplate, you know, sausage grinder kids movies is uh two points one that it's um this movie's kind of like a kid experiencing the adult world through the filter of being a kid you know of just like the 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 alec baldwin character is so disgusting and like gross and like you know like like disgusting and gross. And he's like openly flirting with like Conrad and Sally's mom in front of Mm -hmm. them and just being like, Oh, Joni, Joni, Joni. And just as a kid, that's just so strange. And that's so like, yeah, I think the thing is like, kids aren't stupid. Kids are not like, you know, they, they might not understand, they might not have the context to understand everything, but they're not like stupid I think what a lot of movies, more cynical movies, do is they treat kids like they're stupid, and that like, oh, they'll just enjoy, they'll just enjoy this fart joke, they'll enjoy whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. So I huh. think that's like a really interesting lens to watch the movie. It's just like, you know, it's this pristine like Dr. Seussian world, and then like characters like the Cat in the Hat or Alec Baldwin's character are like the adults that kind of don't want to be in a Dr. Seuss movie. And just I
1: like, 100% agree with that take. Like, I think that's yeah. a really good, interesting thing that I, like, I have, like, I've never really like, put into words. Cause it's like, I've always hated that, especially like in movies geared towards kids, especially in animated movies. I know this isn't animated, but I think it still applies what you're saying about mm-hmm. treating kids. Like they're stupid, like as, as audience members, I think that's so dumb and like filmmakers should not like treat their audience that way. And I feel like you're totally right. This this movie does not do that. Yeah. Well, this movie also doesn't,
2: the humor that it does canter to isn't exactly for kids either. Like, I'm not saying that we should treat, I, I agree with you guys saying with the whole, a lot of animated TV shows and movies make kids' humor a little more immature and they don't really give kids the credit they deserve. And there are like some great examples I can think of that actually do do, do that very effectively where they do, are like kids are smart enough to understand these concepts. This movie, however, is using straight up adult humor that kids just aren't going to get. It's just going to go over their heads. Like that dirty hoe line that my cousin and I thought was really funny, but we didn't. It's not
1: every joke in the whole movie. It's not
2: every joke in the whole movie, of course. But there's a lot of jokes like that in the movie that straight up went over. I was surprised by how many went over my head as a kid.
0: Just how many times did like I cut off a swear word or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, like, like I had that's no- a like, joke they do.
2: Like the whole shit thing where mm-hmm. he's talking about the- But that stuff went over my head. It's so it,
3: funny. Yeah, but,
2: but as a kid, it, you're not going like, to understand this is, that. This is my thing where I don't understand like, um, we're treating kids- This is a movie that isn't treating kids like they're stupid. It kind of is because we're saying, oh, kids I see aren't going to get that. that.
1: Like, mm-hmm. But that's not every joke. It's you not know, every joke, but it's like a, lot a, a few of jokes. But it's like when you're a kid and it you, it goes over your head, you don't realize that it's even a joke. You yeah. don't realize that there's a joke there, but there are plenty of other jokes there that everybody likes, no matter your age.
3: I'm just sad that we won't get a Dr. Seuss live action cinematic universe because of this movie. Do we need uh. one? <laughs> Think of how awesome that like, it's could like, be. The Grinch
2: okay. is just
1: such a better movie than this. I if you know. compare, like, you know how Disney's doing all their like live action, like CGI. Oh yeah, stuff? I don't. Want and then that. you compare that to like the, see, like this, I feel like is so much more stylistic and much more interesting That's the thing. Yeah. than the like realistic. Maybe realistic thing that like disney's going for and it's like i'd much rather they take the like creative liberties that the cat in the hat did like i'm standing up for that because like looking at like like production design wise cinematography wise like just artistically i think this film is honestly very solid like it stays within like it's it's style even though it is like live action you know and but it still feels very like whimsical and and fantasy and and i genuinely really like that and i wish that like, it, you know, if there were to be more like um, live action adaptations of like originally animated or book related things or whatever, like it should be more like that. Like, what's the point of even making like this movie in live action
0: or in CGI if you're not even going to like take the creative right. liberties of the medium? Because Lion King was literally just shot for shot the same mm-hmm. movie, except worse yeah. and slower. Exactly. And- worse. Yes. <laughs> because
2: you can't yeah. see the expression on the lion's face when you do it like that. And yeah, yeah like, it was just a, a, a complete thing. mistake. Yeah. yeah, and they
0: didn't do anything. They had all these great actors. They didn't do anything with them. They didn't have a new take on them. They literally just recited the. Li- you could have like had James Earl Jones just like have his old recordings and just uh, yeah. Hey, we got him again. You also, <laughs> calling
3: it calling it a live action is in no way accurate at all. No. Yeah. Um, okay. What what
1: part of those lions was actually? Literally filmed. We got real lions. lions, guys, to say these lines.
3: Talking to only speak model english Seven english directors. <laughs>
0: um, but, but like the, uh, any other stray observations, thoughts, or like um, anything else before we can before we give our final thoughts and ratings.
2: Poor Mrs. Kwan. <laughs> Fair. One, someone needs to call the cops. That poor. Woman,
0: she's a very <laughs> negligent <laughs> she, babysitter, she, though. She, like, ne- someone should call the cops on her. You know, yeah, this makes
3: no say. sense, though, too. because why does she negligent. wake
2: up to the sound of the phone ringing or the mom coming home, but like nothing else phases her at all? She gets thrown around, <laughs> she gets she's a freaking water ride. That is so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that poor, poor woman and I just
3: just titled the film hit the quad please don't andrew no
2: get out
0: of here andrew. i don't like that very much i like the um i like the barf bag callback where like he brings up the barf bag in the in the car <laughs> and then it's long enough where you kind of forget about the barf bag and then it comes back when they're doing the quad mm-hmm. slide ride. i think that's really funny um Great setup payoff. Um, I like the line, um, just, um, just, uh, the fish is talking. Yeah, but is he really saying anything?
2: (laughs) That was another thing. That fish did not need to be in the movie.
1: It's so funny. He's like trying to be the voice of reason, (laughs) but (laughs) completely being... He's so powerless. Like, he's, over, yeah.
2: There's absolutely no purpose for him. No one listens to him. I think that's the point. it's the, that the point. But like, it's it, it never comes back. There's never any payoff for it. It's just like no one listens to him. You're garbage. You're yeah. You're it's along basically in the showing how how that's little it. the
0: cat cares.
2: That's, he's it. The super that's it. but ego. it never comes back.
0: This movie is like pure Ed, and like the the fish is like the super ego. He's just like, hey, maybe we should like shut the fuck up, you know,
3: <laughs> you know. It's like Jerry in Parks and Recreation. It's just like ignored Aww. recklessly. I love Jerry.
2: But like you can tell that the writers feel bad for Jerry though. They don't like criticizing him. So they give him like a beautiful wife and daughters and a giant penis.
3: I, think <laughs> I forgot about that. Far I was distracted like, by the biggest penis I have <laughs> ever seen.
1: God,
2: yeah.
3: um, um, okay. Final thoughts and readings. Uh, we, yeah, how, let's let's how we, have, have uh,
0: uh, Andrew and go first.
3: Yeah. All right. Um. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, like I said, like this is a a good ride. You know, if you just like kind of uh, just strap in and just go with the flow of the film, you you are in for for a good time. Like I, I'm not saying it's going to be like Oscar worthy, but like it's it's still like just a good time and. Some some quality laughs, and Alec Baldwin, which is always good. So I would give this film uh, approximately. I mean, I'll give it uh, six humber okay. out of ten floops. There you go.
2: Yeah, like I just didn't think it was funny. Like I just, I just didn't. I I understand why people would think it was funny, but the jokes just didn't land with me, and that's fine. Watch it as a kid; you might like it. But I would say I would give it like. Three out of ten uh, giant boxes of hand sanitizer.
0: Jesus. Uh, you really <laughs> put a paw. Our friendship this. is on thin ice.
2: I love you. Uh, oh,
0: damn. Um, Andrew? Yeah. So I really, really enjoyed this. And um, I watched this uh, to, again today, and it just breezed by. It was like a really, really entertaining watch. It was like really a lot of fun and I I, I'm so grateful to Olivia for uh, like you know putting this movie back on my radar again. I think yeah I think this movie rules. I think the cinematography is gorgeous. I think the uh, just the amount of creativity and balls to the walls like nuttiness of the movie is something I would like to see in more kids movies or just like how inventive it is how um off the wall it is I think it's a great comment on children's entertainment especially like the the scene with like uh the contract I think it's <laughs> like a good com. I think it's like a really interesting comment on the state of like children's entertainment just like yeah like and just like trying to like it's I think this movie's a great satire I think it's like a satire like Wayne's World or like something along those lines um where it's kind of just uh again commenting on like um commenting on the say children's movies while also being wacky and absurdist and um high energy and frenetic enough for kids to enjoy and uh yeah, I think all the performances are really good. And, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. So I'm going to give this um, nine Wiz Tacos.
1: <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't have a lot else to say besides that I love this movie a lot. Um, that's about it. I'm going to give it ten guys in the sweaters who ask all the obvious questions out of ten.
0: Oh. Really? Or- all right. all right all right okay all right. so now let's get into our <gasps> i've been meaning to listen to that
1: and i did
0: <laughs> great yes <laughs> playlist, playlist. <laughs> yeah there we go okay uh so who would like to go first and like putting a song on the playlist
3: okay because like one song that like i discovered recently that like um, like especially right now Like as we're all in You know dealing with this pandemic thing That like I've kind of come back to time and again um, It's a song called Dreamer By Martin Garrix and Mike Young I'm a dreamer Don't tell me not to dream I got freedom And that's everything to me It don't matter um, there was this viral video that, like, went around the internet a few years back of this guy who was singing in the like the New York subway, um, and that was Mike Young. That's how he was discovered. He was uh, put on America's Got Talent, got to the semifinals, he got eliminated unfortunately. But he was just like this guy who just kind of came up from nothing, had like a really good singing voice, and um, ended up becoming really big. And this was uh, a song that he was uh, featured alongside with Martin Garrix. And um, this song, it actually is a song that he recorded in memory of his wife who passed away earlier the year that this song was released in 2018. So like, the story behind the song itself is like, really, really sad, but like, really uplifting. Um, But the song itself is just like, just really, I don't know, it's like, it's like a good hype song. like. it's just it's just it has him just like singing the vocals, then you have like this techno beat that's just like really uplifting as well, and like especially like during these past few weeks, whenever I find myself just like down and like just trying to remember like you you know what's going on in the world and and our purpose and doing what we're doing with social isolating or distancing and all that, um I found myself coming back to this song, Dreamer, and it just does a good job of just like boosted my mood.
2: There's a song I heard when I was watching a dance show. It's called Back to Me by an artist named either Daya or Daya. I don't know how she pronounces it, but it's spelled D-A-Y-A. It's good. I liked it.
0: I don't have any long-winded
2: explanation. I just like it. No, oh, that's good enough.
1: Yeah. I'm going to recommend, it's kind of random, but um, this band that I really like, it's an indie pop group from, I Ooh. believe, New Zealand um, called Yumi Zuma, if anyone listens to them. Um, fantastic band. They just dropped a new record called Truth or Consequences, and it's really good. They dropped it a couple of weeks ago as of the time that we were recording this. Um, but I'm going to recommend one of their older tracks that came out a couple years ago is a single called bruise or bruises i can't remember if it's bruise or bruises i think it's bruise they have a vision or a version of it that's like this like dancey like pop version because they they do a lot of like you know like indie pop music but it's a little more like on the dreamier kind of side but the the version of the song that i want to put on the playlist is the piano version it's so like dreamy and beautiful and it's not like any of their other stuff and not like really anything else in the genre so yeah i don't know it's a good song and i think more people should listen to it
0: uh so i'm gonna pick good morning by bleachers click Um, so this song, this is an indie pop song uh, By Jack Antonoff I think he's a genius I think he's So cool I think he's a good looking guy too I think he's like a good looking dude um, And uh, Like if you're into like nerdy Muscular Jewish men um, But like uh, yeah, oh, I think... Tell me more please <laughs> I'll talk slower for you Brittany um, Oh please yes But like I think, um, yeah, uh-huh. this is just what like- is he wearing?
3: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I have to go home. <laughs> Are you at your house? I'm so this?
2: sorry. <laughs> Listeners, I'm so sorry.
0: It- um, but like, um, yes, the song's great. I think, um, it's like the instrumentals and like the weird stereo nature of the song kind of is reminds me of Can the Hat, or just how like, bonkers and circusy the the uh instrumentals are and it's just like a it's also just like kind of like being in a liminal state of just like waking up and like being present and like the weight of your life hasn't hit you yet. And I think it's a really beautiful song and like uh the trumpets really gorgeous and um the piano is really cool. So I like this a lot. So yeah that's my pick. Okay. So uh now we're gonna have thank you oh anything uh Brittany and uh andrew anything you would like to plug before we kind of conclude
2: we have a podcast right you haven't
0: heard what
3: yeah Yeah, you andrew
2: you remember you remember that podcast we do right
3: yeah yeah yeah
2: wait but but do you do you actually do you Uh, remember
3: yeah yeah are are you sure i i do i do okay so yeah it's called The Academy Arguments, uh, where we talk, well, the official uh, tagline is where we have the ugliest fights about the world's prettiest films. If a film has won an Oscar of any sort, we can talk about it. And so far, we've talked about a variety of films, including Annie Hall, La La Land, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, The Great Gatsby. Uh, I mean, we have talked about a variety of films already as it stands and we have some films in the pipeline that are going to be really really fun they've been fun episodes to record um you can find them on spotify um uh the apple podcast apple podcast thank you i didn't know because itunes doesn't exist anymore technically right itunes is is like no it does isn't i thought i heard about like itunes closing at one point so i wasn't sure no it still exists okay then the news i read was incorrect
2: so i literally like i mean it's called something different now i think it's just called
3: apple music oh but it's it's essentially itunes oh okay so like the term itunes is gone yeah but like people still call it itunes okay okay so the news i read was semi-true but yeah you can find it you know in the app store you can find it on spotify and anywhere that you can basically and all the usual spots you would go to for a podcast it's there
2: we have a new episode dropping every other
3: Tuesday. Exactly. So yeah. just just search Academy Arguments. So next week you'll hear an episode from them. Yeah. Um, this is a bonus episode, so it'll be in between episodes. So yeah, exactly. So just you know, go on Facebook, go on Instagram, search Academy Arguments. You'll find us. Yeah. Listen yeah.
0: to our show first, though. Listen to Ivan mean to Listen to that first. Um, yes. Choke the competition. <laughs> <up>. <laughs>
2: um, also, like if you want to find us personally, you can find me on Instagram at Brittany Blue-Eyed. I don't have a Twitter. Don't understand it. And Andrew.
3: And I am on Instagram as Andrew the Nuno twin, and on Twitter as just Andrew Nuno. Woo! Um,
0: yeah, so uh, you can find this sh- uh, Olivia. Do you have a Twitter, Instagram? You'd like to? Uh, uh, my plug? Instagram
1: is Olivia Jensen underscore art. Follow me for mostly art and other things in my life. Um, yeah, check out the trailer for my my film. Hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, my Short film will be out. Go check that out.
0: Yeah, I've seen it. It's really good. Um, it may thank you. It, it gave me. It's really. It's really wonderful. I'm it's really beautiful. proud of you. Like really, really amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, like ask Olivia to commission to commission your uh, podcast art. If you,
3: yes, if you, apparently if you that's that.
0: my thing now. So <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Her art's. Uh, she did the art for our show and um, uh, Brittany and Andrew's show. So yeah, really great. Yeah, um and uh also uh, you could find the show at ibmtltt on instagram and facebook you could find uh the podcast um website at ibmtltt.com you could follow, you could send an email if you have uh hate mail or want to mansplain something to us you could go to i mean to listen to that at <laughs> gmail.com and uh, you can follow me at Andrew A. Lee on Instagram. And you can follow Ezra, you know, the formerly deceased Ezra on Ezra Not <laughs> um So uh, yeah, like now let's uh, conclude with a closing sentiment from Brittany and Andrew. Here we go. Three, <laughs> two, one. If, if you're, you're a, a cat,
1: cat with
0: two things... things
1: then, then a song, <laughs> a song
3: about, about cleaning using
2: sing. Yeah. All
0: right. Thanks everybody. Have a good day. Thanks, Olivia. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks, Woo-hoo. Andrew. Thanks, me. Thank uh, you. Thank you for
2: having us. Thank you.